Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM, live from Wilson County Hyundai. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media, uh, including Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, where we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. Also, hit us up on Instagram and Twitch right there. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area. Simply go to renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, it's where we are today. Simply head to wilsoncountyhyundai.com to see all their inventory or come check them out in Lebanon, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Zach, I always start Mondays by asking you, did you wake up after sleeping on that game? Did you wake up feeling any differently than you did in the postgame show yesterday? And I was going to flip the script because I'm more curious about you because of yesterday's postgame show. You weren't feeling that the win was good enough. I'm, I'm curious. I said it was a flawed victory. I'm curious to see if that has changed any. But, you know, I, I think looking at it, they took care of business as we've talked, we talked about all day yesterday, 37 to 19. As I diagnosed a little bit more, I did see some good things that they can build on. But I, and we'll talk about the best and the worst thing. But no, I, I think I feel the same. I, I think that they did a good job. Ryan Tannehill gave the check mark on Twitter. So it got his sign of a uh, sign of approval. I, I feel the same that I did yesterday. There's some good things. 19 points to the Jags. It was a blowout win. They got points on the defensive side of the ball yep. uh, to, to begin, and that's always a positive, and they close the game with interception. So, yeah, so I feel the same. The first two turnover or more multi-turnover game uh, caused by the Titans defense. So that's a they good covered thing. the spread. They covered the spread. They solidified your guaranteed that was win. A great thing for me covering that spread uh, as well. Yeah, for, definitely. Uh, and so Roderick says not Bills good though. And I think I, as I woke up this morning, I feel differently. I rewatched the entire first half and the Titans opening drive of the third quarter that made it 31-13, which effectively ended the game, right? But I, I, I feel like the reason why I was in such a sour mood about this game yesterday at Mill Creek Brewery is because, as Roderick says, it's not wasn't Bills good. Like I am, I am not. They didn't play the Bills. I, I know that. I'm not. Well, I, then hold, it on, doesn't. hold on, hold on. <laughs> I was not judging that Titans performance based off of them beating the Jags. Jack, similarly to how I felt about the Vols win over Bowling Green, where they won by 32 points, yet I was not happy with it. I am viewing the Titans and trying to watch these Titans games with them being on the level of the top of the AFC. And 3-2 and two in this weird year has already got them just one game away from being the top of the AFC. And the loss of the Jets, which also made me in a sour mood too, uh, has kept them from being 4-1, and one, which would have them tied atop the lead in the AFC. So I'm watching that game yesterday knowing they're going to beat the Jags, but still thinking, well, this mistake that they made in this moment would have gotten them hurt or burned against a better opponent. And so I guess that's why I was I was still, uh, you know, maybe so sour about it. But I do have three positives, Zach, to take away from that game. The first one, and it's all, all from offense, all Titans offense, these three positives, all from the Titans offense. 
and I'll kind of start small and I'll work my way up. The first one is just a, a nugget that Taylor Lewan and Ben Jones each played every snap. That's a good thing, right? Because it seems like over the last couple of years, either one or the other is down on the field after the play. Or a couple to, of games. Or a couple of games. <laughs> they, or that's they're in and, out of the, in and out of the lineup. But Lewan and Ben Jones played every snap on the offensive line yesterday. Now, Roger Saffold, who's between those two guys, left the game and did not come back with, I believe this time, Roger Saffold has a shoulder injury. So we'll continue to monitor that. But that is my first positive. Zach, what are your thoughts on that one? I mean, I, I can't disagree. You always want Ben Jones, who can snap the football. We we, we now understand how uh, effective he is and how important that is. When a backup came in for Ben Jones, as you talk about coming in and out, bad snaps, bad snaps, kill series, kill series, makes it harder to win and stay in a game against a better opponent than the Jags. And Lawan, it takes games to build your confidence in your play coming off of the injury that he did. Yes. Yesterday, I believe, was a confidence builder. He had some bad plays. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then but staying in the game through the the, the it's it's stacking days, right? Yeah, it's the yeah, coaching yeah. stacking speed. days, stacking wins, stacking all those good good things, right? And uh now there was the play where Tannehill got smacked by Chase on, which was the forward pass that at one point thought was called a fumble in the field, where Derrick Henry's pass protection impeded Lawan's ability to reach Chase on, which I don't know who is gonna get uh dinged for that when it comes to the grades, but I would ding that on Henry's pass protection more than Lawan. But there were a couple of times that Lawan got beat. I thought Chase on played really, really well yesterday for the Jags defense. So that's my that's my first positive, right? Uh, my second positive is that for the first time this year, we we got to see all of this wide receiver depth that Titans media, including me, were shining and glowing about all training camp long. But didn't we get to see it against the Jets? No. Marcus Johnson didn't play against the Jets. But all the other guys did. Right, but Marcus Johnson was the shining guy that came out of nowhere in training camp. So I would say I would say Johnson more than the depth. It, We'd seen the depth. Well, but it's it's Johnson, Chester Rogers, and Josh Reynolds all being out there and making key plays. If you go and I went back and watched it, Marcus Johnson had three big catches in that game. Two of them that converted first downs on third down in the first half. And his third was the 20-yard catch early in that third quarter on that opening drive that sprung them forward for a touchdown. It helped them get the ball rolling, literally, on that opening drive of the third quarter. If you go back, Chester Rogers only had one catch yesterday, but it was a really important catch because it helped them get into field goal range at the end of the half to take it from a 21-13 lead to a 24-13 lead. And Josh Reynolds also didn't have a big productive day. And really, no wide receiver had a productive day because Tannehill only completed 14 passes. But Josh Reynolds moving in motion, a quick out for a catch and a first down to move the sticks in the first half on a scoring drive. I think you saw those three guys together. That's the wide receiver depth we're talking about. NWI and Cam Batson and... Racy McMath, those guys are like six, seven, eight of your wide receiver depth. But the real depth behind Julio and AJ are Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, and Josh Reynolds, and you you got to see it work yesterday. So does it matter, as Nicholas says, it was against the Jags? 
And again, that's that's what I was saying is that yesterday in the postgame show, I was judging them against better opponent than the Jags, even though they beat the Jags by 18. So that was that was on you. That not, was well, that was on me. Like I you you can't judge somebody against the team they didn't play. Well, but I, I have the <laughs> tendency as I watch football, I had the tendency that, that that of grading the team that I cover, whether it's the Titans or the Vols, grading them not against their opponent, but grading them on a against a better opponent of Remember, no, that's uh, not right, okay. but, that but, shouldn't happen. but it's me holding them <laughs> to a higher, ex, ex, especially when they're playing a lesser opponent. I want it to look clean. I want it to look dominant. I want it to look really good. I want style points. And a lot of times the Titans didn't have a lot of style points yesterday because of what happened with defense and going punt, punt, punt in the middle part of the second half. All right. So is this optimism or a spin? The fact that these depth wide receivers are getting big playing time now early in the season. So you expect AJ Brown not to be on a snap count anymore. Julio Jones to return. Will those guys even matter when the big dogs come back to eat? They should because you still need them. And the best thing about those other three guys, well, not necessarily Josh Reynolds, but Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers help you on special teams too. So, and I think Josh Reynolds is finally getting into a groove and I think will become a bigger, bigger uh, factor on the offense side of the ball in key moments. I just like the fact that the Titans, when when everybody's healthy, the Titans have five wide receivers they can count on to make a play on third and whatever to help them convert to keep the drive moving. Now, they've got two guys who are elite. They can make plays that other people can't, and that's Julio and AJ. And they absolutely have to have those guys for this offense and for the season to be maximized. But you've got those three Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, and Josh Reynolds that really fill out the depth that don't that doesn't really have that big of a drop off when you're talking about the nuances throughout the a game where in the third quarter Julio or AJ can get a blow and you're not going to have a huge drop off in those moments. All right, so that's two. What was your third? My third is that was the best game that Todd Downing has called thus far as Titans offensive coordinator, and you know, you can include. Uh, the three preseason games, too. But in now eight games, including those three preseason games, that was by far the best job that Todd Downing has done. Again, the, some of the, the lull in the second half where they went punt, punt, punt after getting up 31-13, you, know, you don't like some of that. The pass protection still breaks down. The Jags were really swarming Derrick Henry uh, for a lot of that time, too, that wasn't making it easy. But you saw some creativity and unpredictability from Todd Downing and his play calling. That was my biggest and by far the biggest positive of, of that game. Yesterday. Well, we'll see if they can parlay that into good coaching performances against Buffalo and Kansas City the next two weeks. Right. So let's go ahead and ask this question to you guys. What was the best thing to come out of that win over the Jags uh, by the Titans yesterday? What was the best thing to come out of that Titans 37-19 win over the Jags yesterday. But, Zach, talk about where we're at this morning. Well, right below the screen, you can see Wilson County Hyundai. This is one of my favorite places to be. They're a great presenting sponsor here on the show. Right in front of me, I can see Elantras. I can see Sonatas. I can see Santa Fe's. They've got you covered right here at Wilson County Hyundai. Test drive one today. Before you come out here, you can also look at their inventory on WilsonCountyHyundai.com. That's Wilson County Hyundai. Also, don't forget, we're both rocking the shirts. That was not uh, planned, but we're both rocking the BetMGM shirts this morning. Make sure you go check out the BetMGM app. Download it today. And tonight, Zach, 
because there's a game tonight, right? Tonight, today, use the code ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200. And with your first deposit, all you got to do, make a $10 bet on tonight's game. Doesn't matter what it is. Money line spread, total, doesn't matter. Gate player prop. A $10 bet tonight on the game wins you 200 bucks. If when either team scores a touchdown, somebody's going to score a touchdown. So it's ATOZ 200 uh, for a $10 wager tonight to win you 200 bucks when either team scores a touchdown. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years older, must be present in Tennessee for gambling problem support. Call Tennessee Redline at 1 800 889 9789. So, Zach, what are the people saying when we're asked the question? of the best thing to come out of that win yesterday. Tighten up Ohio says Kevin Byard finally showing up. Caleb Farley from Dre saying that he got into the game. Harold Landry coming off the edge from Jared. Henry's performance from Van. Nothing. It's the Jags from K. <laughs> K is even more negative than I was yesterday. I don't think so. Yes, K uh, says nothing. That's kind of what you said yesterday. That's not at all what I said yesterday. Yeah, you went, ne- you went even more negative. You said that it was flawed. Uh, you I, were you I, were more negative than Ken. I still think it was a flawed. Hey, that was yesterday. Today, today is a new meeting with positives. New, positivity for me. <laughs> PVOs, PVOs today. Positive vibes only. Uh, getting the the W divisional win from Austin. Uh, best uh, day ever to win the game. Best thing is that. Uh, well, Nate, we won't even read that. Um, Landry coming in. Austin, what do you think? What, what was the best thing from yesterday's oh, game, in your opinion? It's absolutely Todd Downing. It's Todd Downing's play calling. It's what he was doing. And I didn't go in-depth uh, last segment in what I saw from him, but it, it was a clinic. The drive that he went down there to, for the Titans to answer the Jags. The Jags made it 14-13. Todd Downing takes the football, like an eight-play drive, 75 yards in four minutes, used a lot of different wrinkles that we haven't seen this offense use when it comes to Tannehill running, direct snap to Cam Batson. There was a fake toss reverse to Chester Rogers with Michael Pruitt leading the way that picked up nine yards on first down. They kept the Jags off balance. And then it ended with Ryan Tannehill play action rollout scramble and hitting a wide open Michael Pruitt who walked in the end zone. That was Todd Downing's play calling on that drive and then the drive to open up that third quarter that ended in Derrick Henry just human missiling into the end zone. The best two drives I think he's called all season, and they happen to be uh, literally like two out of three drives. And I even liked what they did for the most part to get the field goal at the end of the half. So I really three drives in a row from Todd Downing that resulted in 17 points really ended that game. So I think the best thing was Todd Downing's play calling. All right, I'm going to go on the other side of the football. Okay. Because at halftime, I referenced this, and they finished strong. Let's we'll play a little quiz game. Okay. What was the worst thing about the Titans' defense last year? Pass rush. Third down efficiency. Oh, well, yeah. There's a lot of yeah, – I mean, it, that was a kind was, of a trick question. It was. Yeah, fair. fair, fair. <laughs> That's why I'm not, I'm not going to kill you for it. Because third down officially. Statistically, that was the singular worst thing. Yeah. Yesterday – the Jags went three for 10 on third down. Say that again? Three for 10. 30%. You'll take that percentage every, every single day for the extended game. If you get 10 third down attempts and your defense only lets the Jags convert three of them, uh-huh. they were one for three on fourth down. And we all know the biggest fourth down they didn't get. That, I think, was the best part. And that's 
that is how you stay in games. You get the offense, the football back. You get Derrick Henry, the football back. So I'm going three for 10 on defense on third down. That's an improvement from last year. Yeah. Um, that's they were great. like 70%. That's great. Now, I will say, the I will opponent say, was 70% I, at one yeah, point. I will, I will say the Jags are really, really bad. Really, really bad. Um, Austin, yes. what is the number one thing to keep a bad t- team in a football game? Oh, you don't let them continue plays. Extending and continue, drive. And drive. Absolutely. So, I, if you want a recipe to win, third downs on defense. That's your recipe. Forcing punts. You didn't watch any of the the KC Bills game last night, but they referenced an unbelievable stat. The Bills so far, or the excuse me, the Chiefs so far early on this game, Chris Collinsworth said this. This is wild. The Chiefs had only had nine fourth downs through four games. That's insane. Insane. So that, that tells you on one scale. And they'll face the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs the next two weeks. That's my best of yesterday. Uh, yeah, everybody is on Facebook. Apparently, William Collins is a Cowboys fan who is taking over the Facebook chat. William, you're watching the wrong show. Just go watch our A to Z Sports Dallas show. Just search Dallas Cowboys A to Z Sports and go find that. Our guy, Will Steele, is talking about the no, Cowboys. Dude, and dude, there. dude. What was, what was the guy's name? William Collins. William, listen to me. Listen to me. Heed my instruction. You can watch us. I, like, I'm not telling you to go away. But if you're a Cowboys fan right now, go to YouTube and type in A to Z Sports Dallas. All right? There's a channel hey, for Joe. you. We got like 12,000 followers over there. Will Steele, the host of that show, he is awesome. He will talk Cowboys to your heart desires. Okay? So if you want to talk Titans, stay here. Titans, Jags, well, Bills, William says that two. Ryan Tannehill is his fantasy quarterback. Which I'm sure he's bummed because Ryan Tannehill's only thrown six touchdown passes all year. Like now he's ran for one, but I'm sure William's bummed at the lack of touchdowns that uh, he's uh, he's had on there. Um, so uh, Roderick knows him. He's he apparently so he lives in Dallas. Go check out A to Z Sports Dallas there for you, William. After you get your fantasy football fix. So anyway, all right, we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna move on to our next topic. But I do want to tease this out. This morning, Zach, I counted up seven. NFL benchmarks that Derrick Henry is either going to break a record or join a group of Hall of Famers. He is on pace to break either seven NFL records or to join NFL Hall of Famers. He's on pace for it. So that article is going to come out uh, at a to z sports.com later on this morning. So check on that uh, real quick. It's crazy. Last year was his best year. Yes. And he's following up this year even better. Yes. Yeah. So he's on pace for a combination of NFL records or joining hall of famers, seven different things that I've added up this morning. And our guy, Adam is working on that article for A to Z sports later on. Uh, and look, says most stiff arms in an NFL career. No, that's not, that, that might be the eighth one. I mean, that might be the eighth wonder of Derrick Henry uh, right there. So, uh, so check that out. A to Z sports.com slash Nashville after the show today about, uh, about, Derek Henry and what he's on pace to achieve this season. But Zach, we've talked about the best. Now we got to talk about the worst. What was the worst thing to come out of the Titans win over the Jags? What was the worst thing to come out of the Titans win over the Jags? But real quick, 
Let me tell everybody about our friends at the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, make sure you know who to go to, you know who to trust. That's the dozen plus doctors at the Bone and Joint Institute and their rehab team to help you get back on track, get back to full health. Again, boneandjointtn.org. They streamline the process for you, make it easy on you because you're dealing with the injury. Again, boneandjointtn.org. I want to thank BetMGM last night because I had two bets, Austin. I told you about one of them. Uh, I, don't, I don't even remember. I had $117 on the first half bills That's over. Right. That's right. Did you get it? Oh, yeah. All right. Cha-ching. Also, I doubled down on the bills last night because I had plus 140 over two and a half Josh Allen thrown touchdowns. He had three. Bet MGM. They'll hook you up just like they hooked me up last night. It is fun. Code ATOZ Sports. They've got you covered. Download the app today. All right. So, what is the worst thing to take away uh, from that game yesterday? So, I'm going to read some comments here uh, and then we'll expand on a lot. Uh, a lot of people are saying Fulton uh, being injured. <clears throat> yeah. BMO says that as well. Um, sacks on Ryan Tannehill again. He was only sacked three times, which saying that Ryan Tannehill was only sacked three times is exactly the issue uh, because he was getting hit quite a bit. Ryan's is tackling. Uh, tackling was really, really poor. I mean, th- there was that that play that Chenault had where it, at one point the screenshot that went around the internet looked like a scene from a Jackie Chan movie where Jackie Chan's surrounded by four bad guys and then just kicks all of them and then gets out of it. <laughs> That's what LaVishka Chenault did. All four Titans just whiffed on that, and he continued to run down the field. Tackling was bad. Injuries continue to be an issue. Run defense is leaky from Chris. Um, uh, uh, Rooney says Tannehill getting hammered. Zach, what was your worst thing that um, that you see out of that game? Well, you you actually did I say and I read you, it. You said earlier you actually did what the worst thing was. When did you stop watching the game? You said you went oh, back today? and you rewatched the game. Yeah, yeah. But you didn't watch the entire game. Well, yeah, you I ran, watched, I, I you ran out of time. What? I ran out of time. Well, you watched what? The first half and the first drive for the Titans in the in the third quarter. Yeah. And yeah. then I had to move on. You stopped. Well, you stopped at the right time. Because, because I had a Todd Downing no, project that no, I was working on. No, 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 no. You stopped at the right time because that's when it got bad. That's when it got bad. <laughs> that's what the worst thing was. The three punts. Punt, punt, punt. Touchdown. Punt, punt, punt. Touchdown. The worst thing were the three drives that they couldn't get anything going against the Jags in the second half. Now, luckily, they didn't need to because they made plays on defense. But punt, punt, punt. That was the worst thing from yesterday's game. Yeah, and... I, 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 as I, as I went back and like, cause I did go look at the play by play of what happened because Ryan Tannehill only had like 20 yards passing after that opening drive in the third quarter. Yeah. Well, seven plays punt, three plays punt, five plays punt. And what they were doing is just running the clock out. They were just running the ball, trying yeah, to Yeah, get- I'm curious out of the seven plays, Derrick Henry run, Derrick Henry run. Oh, so two out of the seven. So they actually they did throw the ball. They well, I guess the, it was incomplete. They passes. attempted to yeah, throw the yeah. ball. Yeah, yeah. So, but you don't. But that was a lot of. I think you have to give credit to the Jags of playing aggressive on defense, even down that much. And the Jags' offense gave them some opportunistic 
chances because they went back and made it and uh, you know got another touchdown. Shouldn't have gone for two, but they did. And they went for it on fourth down in that drive. The fourth and two. It was the fourth and two that uh, Tannehill scrambled to the right side That's and right. got. Yeah. So they almost went three and out. Oh, yeah. So those three drives were the worst part of the game. I- I've seen a lot of uh, Rashawn Evans, Fulton not playing up and down, but that that's my opinion. I think there's a couple things. If Christian Fulton's injury is significant, then that is going to be the worst thing that comes out of this. But we don't know that yet, and my gut tells me we're not going to know that until Wednesday, and I'm not expecting him to practice on Wednesday, but they need him Monday night against the Bills because Josh Allen and those that Bills offense is really damn good. But I don't, I'm, not, I'm not going to go that answer because I don't know the answer to it. I'm not, I don't know the significance of his injury. So I'm going to say Rashawn Evans. Rashawn Evans is not a good football player anymore. I, I don't know. He's not first-round talent. I don't, I don't. Rashawn Evans is a liability. And he's, and he's not because he doesn't, have the, he doesn't have the ability. He is just playing lost. I don't know if he knows what to do. Or he's just playing undisciplined. I think that's it. He guesses. He guesses, which tells me that he doesn't know what to do, and he's playing undisciplined. Like, and I'm not comparing at all because it's completely unfair. Luke Keekley and Brian Urlacher, they didn't guess. They had intuition. They were smart. Luke Keekley knew what the play was, right? Those are great linebackers. And Patrick Willis was the same way. Rashawn Evans doesn't have that intuition, it doesn't seem like. He is, he is constantly not where the ball is. I don't think he has the instincts to play at this level. And when you look back on what Rashawn Evans was, Rashawn, like John Robinson likes drafting productive players out of college. Rashawn Evans was a one-year starter at Alabama at linebacker. He did not have as much production as John Robinson had gone with his previous high picks. And so that was a risk. He's just not any good at being there outside of a short yarded situation where he knows they're going to run at him and he just gets to go butt his head in it. That's the only spot that Rashawn Evans is good at. And that play where James Robinson ran 58 yards I've watched that play. You're probably. right on that production because if you look at all of them, Isaiah Wilson had production. Corey Davison or Dory Jackson both had production. Dory Jackson was a Thorpe Award winner, and Corey Davis left college as the most productive enough uh, wide receiver in his four years ever. Jeffrey Simmons, very productive. Very productive. A.J. Brown, productive. Yeah, I'm talking about first-round picks. Uh, Jack Conklin, very productive. Yes, all and, of them high productivity in college. And, Rashawn Evans and Caleb Farley, I guess he would be – Kind of the one in question. Caleb, well, Caleb Farley and Rashawn Evans are, yeah. And, and that was a talent situation. And maybe, um, ironically, they were both drafted 22nd overall. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out with Caleb Farley. But Rashawn Evans just isn't very good. And Jayon Brown is on injured reserve right now. David Long is a bright spot on the defense. Does David Long miss tackles? Yes. But David Long at least misses tackles while giving maximum effort. And David Long also makes plays. What's the last, like, true play that Rashawn Evans has made? Like, actually, like, the big-time play that Rashawn has made? Because there have not been many over the last couple of years. New England playoff games on the AFC Championship And that's Championship been a run. long time ago. 
Yeah, on the goal line, right, where he all makes all of his plays. That goal line stop from Rashawn Evans. But Rashawn Evans does not make that many plays. So Rashawn Evans is the worst non-injury thing to come out of that game. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to move this tent because if it the, this wind blows yes. over, it could go in the street and create yes. a car. So I, I don't. You guys do agree? Yeah, I do agree, <laughs> and I know we've both been having a conversation while having mental <laughs> thoughts about what's going on. We have our A to Z tent out here, and now as soon as Zach stands up, uh, there is like the wind chills out. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the wind all that much, but the wind has been whipping pretty strong. So Zach is going to go ahead and uh, check out and lower the tent. And maybe it uh, helps out with the wind a little bit because it was starting to dance. The tent was dancing across the parking lot here at Wilson County Hyundai. And so maybe lowering the tent will help out a good bit and not give it uh, some, some wind stuff there. But we just want to protect our equipment out here from the sunshine. It is a beautiful day out here. But I, 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 I wouldn't try to protect the equipment. I was trying to protect. No, the tent is there the, to protect the equipment. This, this, if this tent goes in the street, there's going to be a five-car Well, there's two <laughs> things that, that could have happened. One, it would have hit the car here on Wilson County Hyundai, which also wouldn't have been good. And two, it could have gone into a very busy street right there here in Lebanon. So I, I'm, I'm basically, I'm, you Batman. Saved, I'm you, Batman. You saved uh, I'm Lex. Batman. I'm Bruce Wayne. You're, they, <laughs> the people of Lebanon, <laughs> I've come to save you. So we'll keep an eye on that. Yes. Yeah, so. Back uh, to the Rashawn Evans uh, situation, because I did see somebody say they need to put Rashawn Evans on the edge. I, I mean, honestly, I think that's if the Titans had Jayon Brown healthy and if Monty Rice was more up to speed, I, I do think that might be the best way to salvage the rest of the season for Rashawn Evans. Because you want to put him in a place to be productive and to have a positive impact. Because right now he's, at a, he's having a negative impact more often than he is having a positive impact. I They're not going to re-sign him. That's clear. But I don't think they, – they don't want to have him hurt their defense throughout the season. No, I mean, he has to maintain and not hurt their defense in the big games down the stretch. And Rashid says if Jalen Brown could stay healthy, they don't need Rashad Evans. Well, but you're also out for – with you don't have Jalen Brown for a minimum of two more weeks. So you're not going to have Jalen against the Bills – or the Chiefs, that's kind of a bummer because he has a sprained uh, MCL, which Buck reported last week on our website, a to zsports.com, a sprained MCL uh, for Jayon Brown right now. So you don't have the ability to move Rashawn Evans away from his inside linebacker spot because they have no depth because Monty Rice also got banged up in that game yesterday. All right, so I'm curious to hear about this. What's the missing piece in the Titans' defense right now? Yep, I have. You had that, and so I thought you were going to say, like, something that had to do with Rashawn Evans, but you've already said Rashawn no, Evans. So Evans. This is, is something different. Piece. Yeah, it is something different. So I'm teasing you with my missing piece for the Titans defense, and we want to get your guys' input as, on this uh, as well. But real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse, RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Simply head to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. Uh, they So many different ways they can help you out. Create extra cash flow for you and your family by not selling your home and investing in rent estate. Rent estate will help you get money every month. Also help you have long-term equity, which means long-term wealth, which means retirement plan ready. And Renters Warehouse does all of the work. Simply go to renterswarehouse.com. They manage your property for a low monthly rate. And all you do is receive the money. 
They'll even collect it and then just put it in your bank account. Mailbox money every month at renterswarehouse.com. Speaking of money, BetMGM's hooking you guys up tonight. ATOZ200. $10 bet wins $200 when either team scores a touchdown. Cannot beat that. BetMGM ATOZ200 tonight. Use that promo code. All right, so the missing piece of the Titans defense that could be the overall difference maker. And I think there's two directions that you could answer the question that we've posed to you guys is what is the missing piece in the Titans defense? One of them could be Amani Hooker. And I do think Amani Hooker is a definitely a better safety than Dane Krukshank, who did not play well yesterday and tweeted about how he didn't play well yesterday, which I'm not going to bash Dane Krukshank for tweeting about not playing well because he's not like Hill Lewan, who's done it five other times in his career. That's the first time I've seen Dane Krukshank tweet. But <laughs> Dane Krukshank is not a starting safety in this league. And he's a good special teams, good depth guy, whatever. But the missing piece, Zach, is a healthy Bud Dupree. And if they have a healthy Bud Dupree, I think the sacks start to rack up for the Titans defense. And not just because Bud Dupree can come in here and get 10 sacks in a season like he's done with the Steelers in the past, but it's just to complement the entire rush. We've talked about the Titans against quarterbacks like Murray, Russell Wilson, Zach Wilson, of rushing like a fishing net, right? Like you have to catch them in a net from all angles. And right now, there's a big hole in the net on one side because Landry is doing his job. Harold Landry had two sacks yesterday, and I don't know how many other times he got to Trevor Lawrence and impacted the throw or hit Lawrence. Jeffrey Simmons was unblockable yesterday and because I went back and watched, right? I see that big red sleeve knifing through the Jags O-line at Trevor Lawrence so many different times in the run game and the pass game. The missing piece is that other side of the net has a hole in it. Ola Daney is a good story and can be a good pass rush specialist in key situations, but he's not a starter. They don't have anybody else because Roberson's hurt, Rashad Weaver broke his leg, and Bud Dupree's out. Who John Simon came back, but John Simon's not the guy either. The missing piece is Bud Dupree. And when Bud Dupree is fully back from his ACL rehab, this Titans defense will be so much better because now you don't feel the impact of not having Amani Hooker back there as much. You don't feel the impact of Jack Rabbit Jenkins not playing great right now. You don't feel the impact of Elijah Molden and Chris Jackson not being perfect in the slot because they're getting after it from all different angles. Bud Dupree is the missing point, missing piece of the defense. And he has to be 100% though because he plays at 100%. Right, so yeah, if you're not I mean, 100%, it's tough for Bud Dupree, but, but it is, he doesn't have an off switch, but that's what makes him so good. But it's literally not reasonable for him to be 100% this year. Like, there's like, there's no chance he's gonna be at 100% at this point in the season. I think because of his setback, you're probably yes, correct. but it's can he get to 90? But he plays at 100. I know that, but can he get to 90? And is that 90? Like, you know, my, my phone is old. My 100% is really 83% on my battery, right? Like, what is Bud Dupree's new well, 100%? Well, no, now that the 13's out, it's probably 73 I now. haven't updated it yet <laughs> for that reason. So, what is Bud Dupree's new 100%? Is it 83% like my phone battery, or is it 90? What is it? Because they need whatever that number is this season because he completes the defense. 
They definitely need him back. And I think if they get him back at the right time, this defense can really put something together. Yeah. Because, uh, I, you know, Rashawn Evans is an issue like we just talked about. <clears throat> Kevin Byard played phenomenal. Corner yesterday. depth is a concern. I, 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 was, I agree with you. I'm not going to disagree. That's my answer to the question. Corner depth is concerning because the really good teams, like let's just say the Browns, I know they lost yesterday, but the Browns, the Bills, and the Chiefs, those are teams that you have to have good cornerback play because they'll kill you. But what helps good cornerback or what helps decent cornerback play be better? Pass rush. And yes, and not allowing the quarterback to extend the play because no matter how good your corners are, if you've got Kyler Murray running around back there, you're going to get burned. Josh Allen and Mahomes can do that too. And you, and they're going to get burned because their corners cannot cover for seven seconds. And so you've got to be able to finish the pass rush. The pass rush is so much more improved than it was a year ago, but they're having issues finishing it because there's a gap on Bud Dupree's side. Yeah, I mean – they definitely need him back, and I'd be curious to see what this defense looks like when he does return. Yeah, Titans Rossi back on the show today. How about that? But I agree with him. 90% Bud Dupree will attract double teams at times. Just that alone makes the whole defense better. Yeah. Absolutely. Game plan awareness. And that means that you have to game plan against Bud Dupree. The backups of Bud Dupree, you don't have to bet game plan against. Even Jadeveon Clowney last year, you had a game plan against when he was healthy. Yeah. I mean, you, you, had, you had to at least make, acknowledge where he was. Like You had to acknowledge there's Clowney right there. Like 48's right there, 58's over here. You have to be aware of those guys. Where and the hell's 98? And then Jeffrey Simmons, <laughs> again. And then guess who else plays really well, too? Danico Autry. And T.R. Tart, who credit to T.R. Tart for blowing up the fourth and goal play uh, to get James Robinson or whoever the running back was on that play back for a loss. Like, you're like Bud Dupree makes everything complete on that front and he helps everybody else behind him. Like it's like, they, I really think they're like this close. They're Bud Dupree healthy away from being pretty damn good defense. Because without Bud Dupree, well, then, well, everything else kind of crumbles. We'll see how he progresses this week. Pop tart. That's right. Uh, Dom says, did y'all forget? Dupree had had played already this year and didn't attract double teams and didn't have any sacks. What are y'all talking about? Yeah, but Bud Dupree won, said he came back too early. So now we're looking. He, last week he said he came back too early. Now we're looking at that and acknowledging what we saw in the first game, and he did make an impact play. Like if you remember in the Seahawks game when the Titans were trying to complete that comeback on third and passing. Bud Dupree forced Russell Wilson to get rid of the ball before he was ready. That led to an incompletion. That led to a Seahawks punt. That led to a Titans touchdown to complete the comeback in overtime. Like so, Bud Dupree can still make a play. Bud Dupree was moving Kyler Murray out of the pocket in Week One, but he wasn't able to finish because he wasn't ready. And so, I do think Bud Dupree can play well because I thought he played pretty well in the first two weeks. Yeah, I mean. This defense is going to play well against Buffalo on Monday night. That's a premier game. I cannot wait. Buffalo coming off a big win against Kansas City in KC. Now they got to go on the road to Tennessee on Monday night. That That is a game. You know, Bills fans will travel, but 
I've maybe not as many because it is on a Monday night. So Titans get the benefit of maybe some more home crowd. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. I don't think Buffalo fans care. I, I don't think so either. Like that's like I, I like the thought process, but I also that one don't day. think I feel like that's something I would say and you'd be like, no, it doesn't matter. I because it will cut down a little bit, but Buffalo fans travel. Very I don't well, think it, I don't think it matters. I don't think I think they're gonna be all over the place. I mean, there's there's Bills fans in Nashville too. I honestly don't think it matters. Josh says Landry is emerging as a star pass rusher. Uh, if you get Bud Dupree back, that's a really good combo with Autry and Simmons inside. But the inside linebackers need to be better. I agree, Josh. Uh, and that's a big deal uh, for Jayon Brown to get back healthy at some point. They're going to need Jayon Brown to play really good football late in this season. And so they need him back. And I know the report last week from Buck made every Titans fan in media scratch their head on why Jayon Brown was uh, losing snaps instead of Rashawn Evans. But uh, that I guess that, that is what it is at this point. But J.M. Brown needs to be back. Uh, Liz, intern Liz, I know a few Bills fans trying to fill the stands. Of course she does. Liz uh, lives up there in Buffalo in that area. It is eSports here live on this Monday from Wilson County Hyundai. It is time for bad sales job. Monday, but first let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. One 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Uh, mandu.com your first workout is absolutely free go check it out mandu can help you achieve your fitness goals simply go to mandu.com your first workout is free and when you sign up and you tell them a to z sent you your first month they'll take a hundred bucks off full body electronic muscle stimulation will help you build functional strength and muscle mass target hard to burn body fat and not put any stress on joints or pre-existing injuries Mandu is for everybody. If you're in shape, if you're just getting started, if you're younger, if you're older, if you've got a bunch of bum joints, it doesn't matter. Mandu can help you. Mandu.com. Tell them A to Z sent you, and you'll get 100 bucks taken off of your first month right there at Mandu.com. BetMGM, they've got you hooked up. Promo code ATOZ Sports, ATOZ200 today. You can get that promo. Download the app today in your app store, whether you use an iPhone, you're at 73%. Or you use an Android, it doesn't matter. Download the app in the App Store. All right, time for the uh, bad sales job segment. Zach, I will let you go first. To me, and uh, you have your clock ready or available. Like, uh, your phone is. is I, I can get that. All right, bad sales job. Do we know what our record is? Because you've missed two Mondays, and that's uh, thinking back three weeks is a long time to think back. I have fourteen. Is it fourteen, thirteen, and two? I think so. Because I think it was 13-13. That sounds right. Because I had, I was on a losing streak. Yeah, yeah. I won like three in a row. And then, then I won, won the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, that sounds right to me. I'm trying to get to 15. Today? Yeah. Yes. And we have the new rule that once we count 20 votes, once, it's the fastest to 20, right? To get to 20. Fastest to 20. Not 20 total votes. Fastest to 20 votes. Uh, yes. Okay. So bad sales job. I'm pulling here. out the big guns. Oh, today. of course you are. You always do. You have to convince us and sell us that in just three short weeks, you will be able to bench press more than Jeffrey Simmons. In three short weeks, you have to convince us that you will be able to bench press more than Jeffrey Simmons. And just to give a number, coming out of Mississippi State, the 
Oh, well, let's see. I don't know what his weight is, but it says that he could squat more than 600. He carries just 15% body fat, is 300 pounds, and can bench 450 pounds. I told you I was going to bring the big gums out today. On your go, convince us in three weeks you can bench more than Jeffrey Simmons. I'm not starting yet. I'm just going to revel in the fact that Jeffrey Simmons at 300 pounds is 15% body fat. Just ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my God. That's insane. That was in college. In co- which he's probably gotten even leaner. And- because, yeah. Because yeah, now, now you're paid to do it. Oh, okay. God dang. Uh, uh. <laughs> I got to bench more than 450, which is what Jeffrey Simmons put up in college in three weeks. And honestly, there's no other way to do it but cheat. I got to use steroids. I got to cycle up. I've got to do everything I possibly can. I got to inject right into the butt. Give me all the steroids you got. Then I need all my other supplements too. I need sleep. I need recovery. I need everything. Protein on protein all day long, like triple the amount of protein, and just do push-ups on the hour every hour, nonstop for three weeks, plus steroids. That'll get me there. Stop. <laughs> wasn't bad i i i, I, I the th- I, the three weeks was a strategy by me because steroids is definitely where you're gonna go and takes a little bit longer but valiant effort all right <laughs> i like that that was funny um <clears throat> Zach, you have to sell me on why the Tennessee Ole Miss game is going to combine for under 44 points. Sell us on why the Tennessee Ole Miss game will combine for under 44 points, which, by the way, the total opened at 85 and a half <laughs> yesterday. And you're gonna be in, you're gonna be there. But why the Tennessee Ole Miss game will combine for under 44 points. I'm getting my clock ready. Ready when you are. <laughs> I love the total eclipse from the heart in the background as you're thinking. You're going to love my answer, Austin, because it, it all sums up to Matt Corral. It's six pick day, part two. Matt Corral throws six interceptions. Tennessee holds strong, and the electricity of the Vols nation within Neyland, that's what tempers it. It's such a blowout. Plumley comes in the game. They pull Corral or injury happens, and Plumley can't put up points. It's under 42 nothing, Tennessee. <laughs> and you said that right as it hit 30 seconds. <laughs> 42 nothing, Tennessee. Oh, man. All right. Who won bad sales job? All you got to do 
is comment Austin or Zach. Austin or Zach, who won bad sales job? Me saying that I can bench press more than Jeffrey Simmons in three weeks or Zach selling us on a 42 nothing win by Tennessee. Uh, Frank says me, so that's the first uh, vote to come in. I'm going to uh, wait and let him pile in. Okay, uh, Zach makes it 1-1, 2-1, one, Zach. Uh, hold on, I got to start over because they are flying in uh, all at once. All right, so starting over. Frank has me up one nothing. Steven makes it 1-1, one, 2-1 one. One, me, 2-2, two, 3-2, two. Two, Zach. Um, let's see. Uh, three, three, uh, four, three, me, five, three, me, six, three, me, seven, three, me, seven, four, me, eight, four, me, um, run away. I think nine, 10, 11, 12, uh, 12 to five, 12 to six. Danny's docking me because I didn't say Mandu. That's a that's a very legitimate dock in points there. Um, 13 to 6. Uh, 13-7, 14-7. I mean, we need six more me's before Zach might Zach the door, the back door is open for that total. I don't think it's gonna happen. You don't think it's gonna happen? Yeah, I think I want it. So 14, 14, and two. The, the problem is the, the steroid cycles can't work in three weeks. You don't know that. <laughs> yes. You, have you done it before? It, it, you know from experience, dude? Yeah, yeah, I know people that have done it, <laughs> and in three weeks, that, that it cannot happen. Well, I mean, I sold them. I, it, hey, fair. That's the bad I, sales job. I, you said that I, zero points for Ole Miss after they just scored 52? <laughs> Mackerel, pick six. It doesn't matter. They can sleepwalk and score seven. I can't wait for that game. Though. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh Lucas says, Austin, see, I didn't want to use Mandu in the same sentence as steroids. That's, that was my whole philosophy of why I didn't go Mandu. But all right, guys, great show this morning. Uh, I thought that was a fun bad sales job uh, segment from the both of us. Um, yeah, and, and you're right, Jerome. It's a bad sales job. Most of them aren't going to happen. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> the point. Uh, so I don't know how we go over 44 uh, for that game. But we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Tuesday. Come check them out, Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com, Payne Bone and his team. They'll help you out. Find that right car. If they don't have it here, they'll go search for it and help you out, get you in the right vehicle right here in Lebanon. It's a great drive out here off I-40, exit 236. We'll see you tomorrow back in studio, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Have a great rest of your Monday. Uh, Don't forget the uh, Big Orange Podcast, A to Z Sports Podcast Network, out today. Buck Rising tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime, and also – Seven things Derrick Henry is on pace to accomplish this season coming out uh, here shortly on a slash Nashville. We'll see you guys later on. Adios.